0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the case for a BYU football win in Fresno. Or is it Fres-yes? Which player does Dennis Pitt think is the key to victory against Fresno State tomorrow? Plus, how much do we really know about Fresno? A Friday edition of Know the Foe and the Bulldogs play-by-play specialist. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV. And BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Let's go! As Jerem mentioned, it is Friday, November 3rd. Wherever and however you're dialed in, wonderful to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with a man who, quite literally, with a few simple spoken words... Made dreams come true, Jerem Jordan. Like I've always said, just send it, okay?
2: Just send it. Do it. Let's go. Friday, BYU on the
0: verge of a two-game win streak maybe. We'll see. The excitement is at an all-time high within the 2017 BYU football season. The line is 14, so we'll see about that. But, yeah, we're going to break down the case for and against BYU winning or losing. If BYU beats Fresno State tomorrow, I imagine we will see a reaction like the one we got from our Twitter friend, at Mel Read and Wright last night, in response to us reading her tweet on the show, Jerem, specifically you bringing up her tweet. And here it is. At Mel Read and Wright, that I should include Yosef in my prayers. Tonight. Again!
2: There you go. Again! <laughs> She's very excited. She's Friday excited. That's what I would say. So I can't imagine what the reaction will be for... At Mel, read and write after this. <laughs> also, if BYU beats Fresno State, we're going to play that again on Monday because she says, again!
0: Yes, again. Again! I imagine that BYU
3: fans. She falls to her fans... knees. Like,
2: that's, that's the reaction we're looking for. Everyone whose tweet we, we read, we expect that same reaction. Is that too much? Who's filming that, by the way? I don't know, but that was... mom
0: and dad set her up for that, where they're like, "Hey, we know that they read her tweet on the air, and so we need to be recording her when she's watching."
2: Did it. they record for like an hour, <laughs> just
0: in case? There's well, so many questions. Meaning they I have about they that. heard about it, they saw it, and so they knew when to record. I don't know. I need to know the backstory about this, but that has now become a part of the show. So if BYU beats Fresno State and win again, then that takes on a whole new meaning.
2: Yes, it does. <laughs> Can't wait to see the next reaction.
0: <laughs> for the headlines or just from Mel Reed and Yeah, eh, For the headlines, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring on the headlines.
1: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: The BYU football Cougars take on the much-improved Fresno State Bulldogs tomorrow night. Coverage begins with countdown to kickoff at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Mountain. BYU tight end Matt Bushman believes the key Bush. to better offense, and hopefully a win, centers in on third
4: downs. We need to be more efficient on third down conversions still. I think that's one thing that we need to do. If we want to keep getting better and make our offense even more powerful to finish out the season, we need to be more efficient on third downs.
0: BYU, better against San Jose State in that regard. They were better against San Jose State in pretty much every regard. Yeah. But if the Cougars really want to find success against Fresno State, that is the stat because Fresno State... I believe is, if not the best, one of the best teams in the country in getting off the field on third down.
2: Yes, they allow uh, 34%, so they're pretty good. Pretty good. Speaking of pretty good, 10th-ranked uh, women's volleyball beat University of the Pacific, I hope you called him that, uh, in three sets last night in the Smithfield House. The great wall of Brigham was ever-present last night at the net. And
0: mm. that swing by BYU. Wow, down the line right at Moser. I'm not sure how that ball stayed up. And look at the block.
2: Capriole's finest, Ronnie Jones-Perry leading the way there. 12 kills, five digs, a career-high nine blocks. The Brighams play host to St. Mary's, coached by former BYU men's assistant coach Rob Browning. Tomorrow at 3 Eastern on BYU TV. The
0: A-team, Jerem Jordan and Steve
2: Vail, teaming up for the
0: first time ever on a BYU women's volleyball broadcast. I'll be in Fresno. Jerem yeah.
2: on the call. Hey, let's party, man. And my boy Jason Shepard will be there as well, who went to Thor last night. We'll have to ask him. Ragnarok.
0: I don't know if you want to ask Shep about Thor Ragnarok because he right, might have something spoiled. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he'll be very excited. I know that. He's an excited person. I love
0: it. Fair warning. BYU women's basketball beat the Mavericks of Colorado Mesa 86 68 last night in an exhibition matchup. Cassie DeVajere led the Cougs, not a surprise, with 16 points and six assists. And women's soccer lost to San Francisco
2: 2 1 in the rescheduled game against San Francisco. The last game of the 2017 season is tomorrow in Santa Clara, at Santa Clara, and in Santa Clara at 4 Eastern. Listen to the game on BYU Radio at 4 uh, Eastern, as mentioned. Greg Rebell staying in the Bay Area for the weekend. We can't because he's got San Francisco soccer, Santa Clara soccer, and then Fresno State football. Boom.
0: Uh, yeah. Acton to Acton. Yep. The life of Greg Rebell. In the fall. traveling. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports
0: Nation. Fres yes or Fres no for BYU. Time to make the case for or against BYU tomorrow on the road. And that opens up today's Twitter question.
2: What is your case for or against BYU beating Fresno State tomorrow? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU TV. I imagine uh, it'll be mostly four. We'll see. At Jay Gibbs 19, I think we'll pull off the win. The team has a lot of momentum from last week's win and offensive performance. Hashtag be aggressive. So momentum.
0: How much does what Fresno State did against UNLV on their home field in Fresno last week factor into how BYU fans are feeling about tomorrow night's matchup? The
2: worst thing that could have happened for BYU was that UNLV beat Fresno State. Also, the best thing that could have happened for BYU was that UNLV beat Fresno State. Yes! Let me, let me explain myself. Uh, UNLV showed BYU the path, which was time of possession and running the rock effectively. BYU has kind of a running back situation right now with Ulutolu Tao. Is he playing? We don't know. Saturday uh, is KJ Hall, who left after the first half uh, with an injury. Is he back? Uh, we'll see. So if BYU can do what UNLV did, oh, that's all you need to do, then you can win. I I usually throw out the high and the low that a team does. The high for Fresno State is beating San Diego State twenty-seven to three. The low is u- losing to UNLV. What are they besides that? A team that played a two-score game with San Jose State and got worked uh, against Alabama and Washington. So I don't know how good Fresno
0: State is. I think they're good, but they did shut out New Mexico thirty-eight to nothing. Yes, so their That's defense impressive. is good.
2: Their yeah. defense is good. Yes, how good? That's our stat of the day, Spencer. Mm, okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Fresno State is ranked top 20 nationally in yards and points allowed. That is good. They have two shutouts. Uh, incarnate word. Who? And New Mexico. And then a three-point game with San Diego State. So they're scoring defense. Chew. Way down. Okay. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, that's right, Greg. <laughs> that is right, Greg Rubell. <laughs> Okay, So, yeah, there, there are things for and against it. The UNLV game is certainly an interesting um, situation for BYU.
0: Yes, the case for a BYU win. UNLV just beat Fresno State in Fresno by 10 points. What? BYU's offense just did something considerable yeah! for the first time this season to the tune of 598 total yards. It's been a long time since the Cougars have done anything like that. Most yards by
2: a Ty Dentmer-led offense. Most yards by Brigham in 27 games. So did BYU break out? Yes. Can they keep it going?
0: We'll see. If, Against a good defense. If K.J. Hall and or can play, just maybe the Cougs have something on offense. I
2: think if neither of those guys play, it's going to be tough. Forget about it's it.
0: It's going to be really
2: tough. If neither of those guys play... It'd be tough. Uh, Squally Canada shown at times that he can be a good running back. Okay? He needs to break out. He needs to have one of those games where you go, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a number one guy. The
0: ability to check down, however, for Tanner Mangum. Like K.J. Hall is a security blanket for Tanner Mangum in the pass game. Yes. And he's really the only back I've seen all year.
2: That is good out of the backfield.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Catching the ball.
2: There are more things against BYU, though. Let's be honest. Okay. Number one, the line is uh, 14. <laughs> it opened at it, 11. It was at it 15, It was 15. Jerram, yeah.
0: Improvement.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah massive improvements.
0: The ESPN Football Power Index gives BYU a what percent chance of 18? winning this game? 18? 18 percent. Okay, but
2: uh, let's throw this out, okay? Whatever, whatever. Okay. Talk those, about on again, the field. Yeah, right. On the field. The 2017 season, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the case against BYU. BYU's not been good. They've not been good. They've won one game in, like, 70 days tomorrow. you know. So, but it was the last one. That's good news. But BYU's shown that they've uh, struggled quite a bit in a lot of phases. But against San Jose State, BYU played its
0: best game of the season. Do you so think, that is great news. Do you think the common Fresno State fan is concerned about the Bulldogs' ability to beat BYU on their home field tomorrow night? No, because they stare at two and seven. I want to ask: If Fresno
2: State came in here at two and seven, would you be concerned
0: about beating them? No. Okay, they are not then. And they're five and three, even though they lost to UNLV. Yeah,
2: that conversation was basically like how the Nicene Creed went down. By the way,
0: okay, we Just have come logic. to an agreement. We
2: think we know what's going down. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, really, David yes. Nixon. Uh, also, Jeremy, as you mentioned. Fresno State is not San Jose State, or, oh, or anything close to San Jose State.
2: Well, they're close physically to Fresno State, but in terms like, of like execution yeah.
0: and defense and play on the field, yes.
2: San Jose State stinks. Like you think BYU stinks? San Jose State, stinks.
0: Fresno State does not stinketh.
2: No, they doth not stinketh. Yes. to me. Yes, Spencer. This is an interesting game. BYU's going to Fresno State. BYU's hoping for a second win. The possibility of a bowl game still mm, still exists for BYU should they win this game. If BYU loses Saturday, my Christmas plans change immensely. So I'm hoping BYU wins because I'm holding out hope that there's a bowl game, man.
0: How much hope are you holding out for a BYU football bowl game? Because not, it not, will not a ton. Re- because it will Fresno- require BYU to go on a five-game win streak to close out the season, including beating Fresno State tomorrow yes. night.
2: The way BYU played Saturday. They can play like that. They got a shot, man. Which and, means and if guess what? They the have key KJ, was KJ Hall. The key was KJ Hall. Can he play? He's the guy. We'll ask Dennis Pitta who th- he thinks the guy is. The key to victory. It's more than Tanner Mangum. If BYU Jamal. can't run the rock, they ain't doing it. Yeah, there's no Jamal Fence anymore. We want it to be the Hall Fence, <laughs> the KJ Hall Fence. But he got hurt in the first half. By the way, fun fact from Saturday's game: KJ Hall and Kalen Hall, the only two, the only father-son duo
0: to run Ever for 100 run for yards. 100 Very cool.
3: Awesome.
0: Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. The case for and against BYU and their opportunity to earn a win in Fresno tomorrow. Hashtag BYUSN. At Justin R. Huff. Simple. Braden L. Backery is playing on special teams.
2: Kathy Aiken has a feature on him, by the way, coming up. Countdown to kickoff. Braden L.
0: L. Break you.
2: <laughs> L. Break your Backery. Coming up, know the foe. We'll play that. Plus chat with the voice of the Fresno State Bulldogs.
0: And next, former BYU All-American Dennis Pitta tells us if he thinks Matt Bushman is better than him at this point in their careers.
2: What?
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Yes, it is. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation. With a Friday twist. Happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to talk with us.
2: Now, right now, Spencer Linton is here. But he won't be tomorrow. Because he's going to be in Bulldog Stadium. Ah. And where does BYU win the most on the road? Against the Bulldogs. Gonzaga. And they're hoping it's Fresno State. (laughs) 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, countdown to kickoff live from Provo. And with your boy, Spencer. And...
0: I like BYU's chances on the road against any with team with Corbin Kafusi that has Corbin Kafusi against on it. the Bulldogs. Yes, other than Mississippi State. Yeah, let's moving on.
2: We're talking non-power five. <laughs> oh, non-power five conferences.
0: You're right, Gonzaga. Not in a power five conference.
2: They're definitely a power team, though. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> what is your case for or against BYU football beating the Fresno State Bulldogs tomorrow at Toby Mac? They lost to New Mexico. No, Fresno State did not lose to New Mexico. They beat them 38 to nothing. Soundly. You know. Not sure if that's to be used as a case for or against BYU beating Fresno State tomorrow, though. They did lose to UNLV. So maybe yeah. Toby Mac is referencing the loss to UNLV. Yes, yes. Which makes BYU fans feel better. But really it's not a good thing because now Fresno State they're is on high, high alert. alert.
2: on high alert. Uh, the dam broke a little bit, so they're patching it up, right? Whereas before, they're like, no, no, it's good. By the way, I said two-score game on San Jose State. Technically three. It was a 17-point game. But that's a closer game than you'd think against a kind of stinky, give me some Febreze San Jose State team. You know what I'm saying? Fresno
0: State's offense is not explosive. A good thing for BYU. This could be a very ugly football game. Like, this might be. Well, we're used to that. Uh, 17 to 10 game or 17 to 13 game. Don't
2: care. Uh, wins a win, baby. Especially Just when you're two
0: and seven. Amen to that. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Dennis Pitta, who is riding a one-game win streak as an analyst in the 2017 season. Because he said BYU had a fighting chance last week, and he was right. The Cougars put up almost 600 yards of total offense. Dennis, how would you rate BYU's offense last week against San Jose State?
3: Well, first of all, I feel really good about my one-game win streak. But you guys have largely put the blame on me for this troubles this season because this is my first time going on the show every week. Yeah, but like I said a couple of weeks ago, it's on you guys. <laughs> I mean, you're you're supposed to be handing out this byusn karma. It's just not happening.
2: There's some uh, things the know, karma can't the overcome.
3: I got broad shoulders. I'll take the blame, and uh, and we'll move on here. But I I loved what I saw last week, and and. We have to step back a little bit and then take a little dose of reality. This was a very bad San Jose State team. As, as good as it feels to win and, and as exciting as that is to get the monkey, monkey off your back and get rid of a seven-game losing streak, this is a really poor football team that we played. And the offense looked great, don't get me wrong, but there were still some things that were concerning to me, especially early on in that game. You have Micah Simon drop a easy slant route that turned into an interception then we have an interception handed to us shortly thereafter that's negated by a a personal foul call on the quarterback just little things like that when you play better opponents are going to lose you football games and that's largely what we've seen over the course of the season those little mistakes have compounded into worse mistakes against good football teams and resulted in losses fortunately San Jose State couldn't get out of their own way so we were able to to look good and beat them by a lot but I'm concerned about those little things creeping back up again, especially this week against a good Fresno State
2: team. Yeah, that, and that's the thing we were, we were talking about Fresno State, and we acknowledge that San Jose stinks. There have just been so few victories that we wanted to take a moment to uh, enjoy it, Dennis, because <laughs> BYU had only won one. Yeah, sorry to
3: crush the, the yeah grade,
2: but our party stinks, but it's a party, okay? Now BOA plays Fresno State. And last week, we were talking about how this was going to be a really, really, really tough game to win. I still think it's a tough game to win for BYU. But UNLV did something I didn't think was possible. They beat Fresno State. So In Fresno. That, to me, that's the best and worst thing that could have happened. Because now Fresno State's on high alert, uh, and that's a bad thing for BYU. But UNLV showed BYU a way to win. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. They laid the foundation for how to beat this team, especially on the road. And so BYU should look closely at that game film and say, okay, what did they do to limit Fresno State offensively and be able to move the ball on them offensively? And so I I think that helps certainly. And BYU, you have that blueprint of what can we do to have the same kind of success out there that UNLV had last week. But like you mentioned, it's a 15-point spread. This is not an easy game. Vegas knows how bad San Jose State was. Although we won last week, you know, we're still a 15-point dog to – Fresno state team that's been, you know, for the most part pretty good this season. So it's gonna be a tough game and we're gonna have to play mistake free football to be able to be in this game and and hopefully win it. But you can't make mistakes like dropping a ball and turning it over, you know, giving it to making an interception or stuff like that. I mean that those are plays that can't happen against a team like this.
0: What can one win really do for a team's collective psyche?
3: Well, I think we've talked a lot about what confidence in football or the, the, the importance of that in the game of football. And, and this will give this team hopefully some confidence that, you know, we can move the ball. We can hit big plays downfield. We can, you know, connect on intermediate routes underneath and then have a sh- quick passing game and, and do those kind of things. And so hopefully that translates, say, well, you know, Fresno State is another team. We can do that against them if we were able to do that last weekend. and And it's all about, mentally how you approach the game and if you're confident that you can still do those things then hopefully you can so I think this this win comes at a good time and you know hopefully will translate to, to tomorrow.
2: If BYU beats Fresno State I'm going to point the turn for BYU to a single play and that play is the Braden O'Bakry hit on special teams. What kind of impact can a single play like that have on the energy and uh, fire of a team?
3: Well, it can have a huge impact, and it, it can completely swing momentum, which you know you're always you're always searching for momentum in a football game. I think it plays such an important role. Um, but I'll disagree with you there, Jim. Shockingly enough, I don't think that play was really a turning point because it was a huge hit. And there was a ton of excitement surrounding it. They they scored on on the you know right after that, and a couple plays later, the Bushman. But then you saw the team really kind of lose the momentum in that game. San Jose State went down, kicked the field goal. We kind of moved the ball a little bit on offense, couldn't convert down um, close to our goal line and, and missed a field goal. And then they went down and kicked on their field. It was 14-6 shortly thereafter. And we kind of lost the momentum a little bit. It wasn't until a huge KJ Hall run for 70-something yards that really swung it back in our direction. So if you're going to point to anything, I would say that run, that explosive play was more of a, a turning point in that game and potentially in the season, then you talk about that hit because really they were excited for a couple plays, but then they really lost the momentum shortly thereafter.
0: Dennis, I can't believe you would ever disagree with Jerem. Well, when in room. Ever. (laughs) And I don't
3: know if I actually believe that, but I just wanted to
2: disagree with (laughs) Jerem. No, it's true. There were multiple plays, though, that kind of – it's almost like BYU had had lulled itself to sleep with poor play, with losing, and all of a sudden you have great plays where you go, oh, yeah – there's some talented guys on this team, and we knew that, but we hadn't seen it. Now the question is, is K.J. Hall going to play because he was hurt and didn't play in the second half? If he can't play, and let's say Ula Tolutau is not available either, can BYU beat Fresno State if they don't have either of those guys running the rock?
3: Well, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult because those guys you know, add an element that I don't think anybody else does. But, you know, you look at what K.J. Hall was able to do last week, and, and I really like his game. I think he adds – an element that Ula Toletow doesn't have, which is speed and quickness and an explosion through a hole. Um, but I think those two complement each other. So it would be nice to see when they're together in a backfield. But, Jerem, I think you could have ran for 100 yards against San Jose State, <laughs> to be completely honest. And yeah, yeah, man. I, I call me. blown away by the statistics. Call me the Wayne Latu. <laughs> Wayne Latu. I played a couple years with Wayne Latu. You know, if he didn't have so many fumbling issues, he would have been He ran for 100 at on UNLV.
2: Field. I remember that. 05. You were on, right? on your mission.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. You were knocking doors.
3: The mission trip. What a the, good time. Yeah, the mission trip. Yep. <laughs> How long is it? Two weeks? No, two years. Oh, yeah.
0: Dennis Pitta <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Bulldogs are only surrendering 18.5 points a game. BYU averaging just over 15 points a game. How many points will BYU score on Saturday, Dennis?
3: Well, I mean, you're going against a pretty good defense at Fresno State, and so it's kind of difficult. And I was encouraged by what I saw last week, but like you mentioned, we're going to have to be able to run the ball. If you don't have Ula, you don't have KJ, you know, who's really going to fill that spot? And and can we be effective in in moving the line of scrimmage? Against San Jose State, the running back wasn't touched for five yards downfield every time. There wasn't any penetration. Tanner Mann stood back there and had all day to throw. That's not going to be the case this week. And so you have to say, if we're able to control the front just a little bit, then we'll have a chance. But it's going to be tough sledding, I think, in this game. And, and hopefully we don't see what we've seen over the, the seven-game losing streak. But, you know, it'll be interesting. To, to I, I'm excited about this game because I think a lot of what the season holds moving on from here hinges on this game and how we look. Because we looked great against San Jose State. Can we look good against a better opponent?
2: Big picture. Will the changes that need to happen for BYU to be successful, whatever that means, will they happen if BYU makes a run here at the end and finishes 6 or 7? Or, or in some way, does BYU, uh, you know, if, if they stumble to the finish, do the internal you know, progression of whatever change they need to make happen if, if it's a little worse? I don't want BYU to lose, but I want BYU to be good in the long run.
3: Well, it's a tough question because I think changes need to be made at some level, anyways. No matter what happens, the remainder of the season. I mean, the schedule is is you know pretty easy compared to what we went through, but there were still glaring problems and issues within this team. I think even within the coaching staff that need to be addressed come the off season. <laughs> whether you win out or you look really bad throughout the remainder of the season those those issues will compound and create even more change if you look ugly through the final few games here but I, and I don't know exactly what needs to change I'm not in that in that you know football office in that locker room and but but certainly things have to change from a culture standpoint from a schematic standpoint and from just a talent standpoint to be able to be competitive moving forward
0: which player for BYU is the key to victory against Fresno State?
3: Well, I, I mean, that's a tough question. I think it's going to be a collective effort, but I'm not going to point to one player. I'm going to point to a group of players, and that's the offensive line. If an offensive line can play well, your offense is going to be that much better. And I, I talked a lot about this you know, with the Ravens because the Ravens have struggled up front. And so Joe Flacco hasn't looked good. Our receivers haven't looked good. All of the parts around that haven't looked good because, A, we can't run the ball very effectively. Now, last game, if you watched Thursday night, was an exception to all of what I'm saying. But when you don't have an offensive line that gives a quarterback time, that creates holes in the running game, and, and, and so it's just one of those things where if that offensive line can play well, create holes in the run game, and be able to – to do, you know, give Tanner Mangum time, I mean, it's going to be a completely different ball game so, and a different offense.
2: BYU's certainly going to need to run the ball. Uh, one bright spot for the Cougars this year in a struggling offense has been Matt Bushman. We've talked a lot about him. I know you get asked a lot about him, but I was just looking at his stats compared to your freshman year and different situations, certainly. Uh, but Matt Bushman, 31 for 304. You had 17 for 176. Now your sophomore year after your mission, you made the jump to 59 catches for 8-13. Do you think Matt is capable of doing that next year for BYU?
3: Yeah, I do. I mean, he he's all the potential in the world. He, he certainly is capable of doing that, and it's just one of those things where, you know, if they can find stability at the quarterback position and find a system that really works for them, you know, he's going to have a huge year. I think he's the best player on this offense, and so if you don't feature him in that kind of a role next year, I think you're making a mistake, so certainly has that kind of potential and you know I think it's it's one of those things where I would be shocked if he didn't have a season like that come next year.
0: Dennis, it's always a good day when you disagree with Jerem, so thanks for we also uh, agreed, but... bringing that to uh, the show today.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's my job. I got to <laughs> keep him in check. I'm surrounded by yes men. He's, he's getting a big head on that set and <laughs> I gotta kind of ground him a little bit. Uh, There's literally a
2: big head of both of us over
3: there.
0: (laughs) Dennis, great to talk to you, man. Uh, Good luck with the uh, Titans-Ravens business this weekend. We'll talk to you again soon, man.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You got it.
0: Dennis Pitta on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That was an interesting take for him to bring up the explosive play from K.J. Hall as a potential tone setter and season tone changer.
2: Yeah, great for him. So happy. Uh, If... If Fresno State loses, BYU wins. You know Dennis is going to claim that. Like As he's he blaming should. us for the losses, but As he's going he like, to claim the wins. Come on, man. Hey, coming up, Spencer and I go head to head in our knowledge about Fresno State.
0: How much do you really know, Jerem? Plus, Paul Leffler, the Bulldogs play by play man, perhaps he can tell us some things about Fresno.
1: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tocano's Brazilian Grill Escape the Ordinary.
0: Welcome back on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you so choose to engage with the program. And
2: you can watch live games of sports on BYU TV, including tomorrow, 3 Eastern Time, women's volleyball. they ranked 10th. They're playing St. Mary's. St. Mary's coach, Rob Browning, graduated from the Brigham Young University and was an assistant coach when BYU won some national titles. So there's a strong BYU connection there for Brother Browning. St. Mary's
0: versus Brigham tomorrow, 3 Eastern on BYU Two. Loved how you phrased that. Watch live games of the sports. Of sports. We like sports and we don't care who knows. That's right. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. The BYU football Cougars take on... A much-improved Fresno State Bulldogs team tomorrow night. Coverage begins with Countdown to kickoff at 9.30 p.m. Eastern.
2: As mentioned, women's volleyball won. There was also a women's basketball exhibition last night. Los Cugadores beat uh, the Mavericks of Colorado Mesa in women's hoops, 86-68. Cassie DeVagere led the Cougs, not a surprise, 16 points, 6 assists.
0: DeVagere, pick it up at your local it Sounds like a Macy's. perfume, <laughs> an expensive perfume or something. Women's soccer lost to San Francisco 2-1. to The last game of the 2017 season happens at Santa Clara tomorrow at 4 Eastern. You can listen to it live on BYU Radio at 4 Eastern with Greg Rubel on the call. Joining us now, Fresno State play-by-play man Paul Leffler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Paul, welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
4: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Greg's pulling a doubleheader tomorrow. That's pretty impressive, man. Yes, he is. he doesn't get stuck in traffic in my hometown going through there.
2: <laughs> if that <laughs> game goes into OT, I'm worried for him.
4: Yeah, that's all you need is the uh, Scott Sterling uh, Studio C shootout at the end of that one. <laughs>
0: very nice pull, Paul. Yes,
4: very Paul. nice
0: pull. Well done. Hey, to you, what is the most interesting part about uh, tomorrow night's matchup between BYU and Fresno State?
4: Uh, I guess momentum. Uh, you look at Fresno State and the team that people had very low expectations for this year, and then Jeff Tedford comes in, and all of a sudden uh, these guys are executing in an incredible fashion, dominating the line of scrimmage, shocking a lot of people by going down to San Diego and pummeling the Aztecs, and everything's going their way. And then they lay an egg last week against UNLV. So people are saying, well, which team is it? Who's going to show up? And then you've got the Cougars who played – one of the toughest schedules in the country and dealt with all these injuries. And now maybe they're getting healthy at just the right time. So I, I think this is one of those games that it's really hard to figure out going in, and you wonder who's going to get that first real break in the game and maybe be able to pick up momentum and roll from there.
2: Fresno State is really impressed us this year for all the reasons you've mentioned. Before last week, the only losses were at Alabama and Washington, two playoff teams from last year, which is pretty wild. Then the UNLV... game happens, and to me, that's the best and worst thing that could have happened for BYU because now Fresno State's on high alert, yet the blueprint for maybe how to compete with Fresno State is out there, so kind of what happened last week in that game against UNLV?
4: Well, you talk about that, the blueprint, and uh, I'm privileged to be able to call these games with Pat Hill, who was a phenomenal coach here for 15 years and just understands the game and can break it down and sees things coming before they happen And one of his concerns all season long has been, you know, if a team is patient in the run game and goes right at Fresno State, how are the Bulldogs going to handle it? And we saw San Diego State do that on the opening drive of the game, but then the Bulldogs forced a fumble in the red zone, which really turned that game around. And no one had really been able to follow that strategy effectively until UNLV last week, and that's what they did. They ran the ball straight ahead. On third down situations, they had big receivers who got to the sticks and made contested catches, and they controlled the clock. They kept the ball away from Fresno State, which is what the Bulldogs have been doing to other people. This time they got a heavy dose of their own medicine, and it was tough to swallow. And that made it a game in the fourth quarter, and that's when the Bulldogs were opened up to a situation where if you make a mistake, you're going to pay for it. And they did. They muffed a punt. They snapped a, a punt over, I mean, a punt snap over the punter's head. Uh, those were two critical mistakes late in the ballgame that really, I think, swung it toward UNLV.
0: You brought up Jeff Tedford and how he has switched things around literally in one season. We're talking about a football team that couldn't get anything going last year, and now they're 5-3 and three and feeling good and beat up on a good San Diego State team. Where has he made the biggest impact, and how has he done that?
4: Yeah, you know, it's a good question, because I don't think a lot of people thought he could turn it around that quickly. Um, but I think it it starts with an expectation of success. It starts with a standard that he sets. He believes he has a blueprint for doing it. There are things that they have to do every day, those details. If you take care of those details, it's all going to add up to something that you like. He demands execution. He demands hard work. I mean, the players, when they come off the practice field, they can't walk off the field. They've got to have those knees up and at least look like they're running until they get completely off the field, and the coaches, too. So he has that standard running from top to bottom in the program, and you know I think he's gotten these players to believe in it. He's got a phenomenal coaching staff with some real good experience, some energy, guys who have the fundamentals down to teach positions, who work together well. They're all on the same page, which is such a critical component of coaching that a lot of people overlook. If you don't have assistants that are following the game plan or in lockstep with you, it's going to be hard. So he's got that. He also has done a great job in recruiting, and he's emphasizing this local area around Fresno uh, that, that really has people invested. Marcus McMarion was a godsend at quarterback to get him when they, did him, uh, when they got him and uh, what he's brought to the table. But I, I think the biggest answer to that is Jeff Tedford brought a plan, and this program has executed that plan.
2: The quarterback, Marcus McMarron, was at Oregon State when Kalani Sataki was the defensive coordinator. last Tuiaki was there as well for BYU. He's throwing a uh, 64% completion percentage this year. What are his strengths at quarterback?
4: Well, I'd say a couple of his strengths. Probably the, one that, the ones that you see the most, he throws a really good deep ball. And that's something that's been missing here really since Derek Carr left. I mean, Chase and Virgil started most of last year, and he started the first three games this year. And he just never had that accuracy on the deep ball that McMarion has. Marcus is a tremendous athlete, too, who's not afraid to run. He shows some speed. I mean, they had a quarterback draw on third down a few weeks ago. He ends up going 57 yards. He can do that. I think most impressively, he's had, for the most part, that comfort in the pocket that he can feel it. He can slide and he can glide and he can keep a play alive and find the open man. Uh, He's been very accurate. There have been a couple games where he started out completing his first eight, nine, ten passes of the ball game. So all those things come into play for McMarion. He's got the experience of starting in the Pac-12. He started Oregon State's last six games last year. He led the Beavers to wins over Oregon and Arizona at the end of the year. So he's been in those battles. He's not phased by what he's up against. And that's what we said about him. He was undefeated as a starter until last week. And that was the first time that some of that shine came off in that fourth quarter against UNLV. And particularly when the Bulldogs were behind late and trying to come back, he had some of his most disappointing moments. So I think this is a big outing for him, especially because of his familiarity with Coach Satake and some familiar faces on that Cougar sideline. Uh, to step up and say, you know what, I do have the ability to pull this off, and even if it's a game in the fourth quarter and we have to come back, I'm going to lead this team to victory. So this is a big put-up or shut-up moment for Marcus McMurray.
0: Fresno State play-by-play man Paul Leffler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Well, It always helps a quarterback when he knows he has a great defense, and Fresno State certainly has that, Paul.
4: And that has been the biggest revelation this year because the defense the last couple of years really struggled. And, you know, you always have that caveat. Well, how much is the defense and how much of it is an offense that can't stay on the field and is hanging the defense out to dry? And we certainly saw that dynamic the last couple of years. This year, I think you see the opposite. You see an offense that's controlling the clock and keeping that defense rested and fresh. You see a defense that's executing, that's staying assignment perfect. Uh, And guys who were okay players a year ago are outstanding players this year. No one personifies that better than the middle linebacker, Jeff Allison, who's just having a phenomenal sophomore year and was arguably the best defensive player on the field either way in that game against Alabama. And you have to give a lot of credit to the coordinator and to Jeff Tedford for hiring him because, you know, I, I think the book would say, well, you go find a defensive coordinator who's had success at the college level or a position coach from a Power 5 program who was ready to take it on. Where did Jeff Tedford go? He went to Canada. He had had that list. And, you know, when he coached in Canada, there was a defensive coordinator who just gave him fits. And so, you know, he calls up a guy he barely knew out of the blue, Orlando Steinhauer, says, hey, I want to talk to you about Fresno State. Yeah. ends up bringing him down here to California. and That defense has done a phenomenal job.
0: Great stuff, Paul. We appreciate the time. And uh, see you in Fresno tomorrow, man.
4: All right. Well, it might be a little bit of rain, but I'm sure it's going to be a great game, and I'm uh, looking forward to finally having the Cougars back here in the Valley.
0: You got it, man. Paul Leffler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
2: Coming up. How many buckets did Jimmer get last night in China? It's in the whip. Jimmer
0: played. That's all he does get, buckets. And how well do Jeremy and I really know Fresno? Find out next as we play Know the Foe. I think we should bring Ben Bagley into this.
2: Yeah, Ben, 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 Ben. BYU
0: Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the
1: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including, yes, even on Fridays.
2: And Saturdays at 9.30 Eastern time, where Countdown to Kickoff will be live as Dave Blaine, Brian, David, and Spencer get you ready for BYU and Fresno State live on BYU TV tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern.
0: What is your case for or against BYU beating Fresno State Tomorrow, a team that was one and eleven last year, Jerem. Oh, the turnaround! They go get Jeff Tedford, a guy who has a lot of BYU ties, and you guys will uh, reference that on countdown to kickoff tomorrow. And wow, five and three, and one win away from going to a bowl game. Yeah, not one season removed from just an abysmal record last year at you Twiggy can say or Stone.
2: We. You're on the show, like it's a team. That's
0: a team. Tomorrow. Yeah.
2: I know you'll be in another state, but That's it's true. We, dog. Okay.
0: Sorry, man. Team Bob. Fail. Ben of <laughs> At Twiggy or Stone tweets in BYU beat San Jose State by more than Fresno State did. Truth. So that is something. If BYU can keep the ground game going, they should have a chance. KJ Hall, who's going to play? Lutel,
2: who's going to play? If both could play, that'd be amazing. Yeah.
0: We haven't done this in a very long time, and I'm so it's, happy it's, it's back. one of my favorite games. On a Friday. Yep. Let's play Know the Poe! We got new music, man. (laughs) Yes, we do. Let's bring Ben Bagley in on this, the voice of BYU Sports Nation, to ask the questions and find out just how much we really do know about Fresno. Ben?
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna pit you two against each other a little bit. I got eight questions. Let's see who scores highest. Spencer, we'll start with you. Okay. Which one of the following is not? I repeat, not a Fresno State alum. We've got Trent Dilfer, Paul George, Tom Flores, or Lane Kiffin.
0: Oh, I know it's one of the last two. I'm gonna say Tom Flores. That is correct. Yes! Nice job.
2: Lane Kiffin's a Fresno State alum. Lane nice. Kiffin, a Fresno State alum. is Are they proud of that? Anyway, no, number two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not speculate.
1: <laughs> Jerem, this one's for you. Which BYU alum and member of the Napoleon Dynamite cast is from Fresno? You've got Kip, a.k.a. Aaron Rule. We have Pedro, aka Efren Ramirez. <laughs> this one's so much harder. We've got Napoleon, aka John Heater, and Deb, aka Tina Mariano.
2: Take a guess, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just say John Heater.
1: Incorrect.
2: <laughs> Kip Aaron Rule is, is from, from Fresno. Fresno? <laughs> that was so much harder than BYU. the first question. <laughs> I'll, I'll have some hard ones. Of course, Kip went to BYU. That guy screams BYU. <laughs> I
1: thought you were say, of course, Kip went to Fresno. Or f- Fresno. Like, what are you doing? All right, Ben, let's go. Number three. All right, Spencer, this one I, I wrote especially for you. It's a fastball putting the ball on the tee for you due to your affinity for boy bands. Okay. <laughs> Which member of your second favorite ever band, New Kids on the Block, uh-huh. is from Fresno?
0: Do you want multiple choice? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only, I don't know any of their names other than Jordan something. You All know
2: right. one of their names.
1: Joey McIntyre, Jordan Knight, Danny Wood, or Donnie
0: Wahlberg. Which one's from Fresno? It's not Donnie Wahlberg. This
2: is a hard question.
0: I'm going to go with Jordan Knight. You
2: are correct. Yeah. No! Wow. <laughs> it is your favorite
0: boy wow. band. Yes. Wow.
1: Yes. Jeremy, you got to pick your game up here a little.
0: Two, Get it. two
2: baby. That was a hard question.
1: All right, Jeremy. We'll we'll dumb it down a little bit for you, Jerem. Take care of you. True or false? You got a 50-50 chance. Fresno is the fifth largest city in California.
2: Fifth?
1: Fifth.
0: I'm going to go false. Wrong. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we can name the bigger cities. Okay, L.A., obviously, San 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 Diego, San Francisco, Oakland, and Oakland. Sure, good. I didn't look it up. I and just... then Fresno's the fifth. It's market 55 in the uh, news markets. That's
1: great.
3: All <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Let's go
1: back to Spencer. Heck Which it. one of these people are not from Fresno? Okay. It's win, I think. Not Cher, from Fresno. Icky Woods, John Travolta, or Jerry Tartania?
3: Oh.
0: Oh, man. I'm going to say share.
1: Incorrect.
0: She is from Fresno. Life after life, life after life. That's pretty good.
1: John Travolta on that list. Is not from, not Fresno. from not. Fresno. Not from Fresno. Not. All right, Jerem. Doors open for you.
0: You got you to get this right I or you're get done. you're done. done. Yeah. I'm All not right. going to win this. Uh, we'll
1: throw you a softball. Jeff Tedford has held the head coaching positions
2: for three different teams. Name them. Cal and the BC
0: Lions. And obviously Now. And Fresno State.
1: Correct. Good Fresno job, Fresno
0: Jared. State.
2: Yeah. Nice Thank job, Jaren. Thank Jared. you so for proud. that softball. Boom. Good job, Jeremy. Aaron Judge, Fresno State alum, home run. There you go. All
1: right, Spencer. Fresno has won two national championships. Yes. NCAA national championships. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which sports have they won them in?
0: Okay. Uh, no multiple
1: choice. You just got to get this one. Baseball? Correct. In 2008.
0: Oh. <sighs> And, oh, my goodness. Do you have any idea, Jerem? No. I'm, no I'm going to say that Fresno State randomly has uh, a men's basketball championship somewhere along the line.
2: Incorrect.
1: Jerem, bonus <sighs> point. If you can get this softball and name what other softball. sport they've got. Softball.
2: Yes, you're correct. Oh, nice my job. gosh.
1: Yes. That's so yes! no, cheap. Yes!
2: No, no. yeah, Get him out of here. No, seriously. I was thinking softball because they actually have a good one. All right, last one, Jerem. This is for the tie? This is We're for the, the tie. We're going for the for tie. the tie?
1: Which sport is not available at Fresno State? Oh, boy. Tennis, lacrosse, sand volleyball, or
2: equestrian? Are you saying as an NCAA sanctioned as sport? As an NCAA sanctioned sport. It is lacrosse incorrect what they do not have an NCAA lacrosse team what they do sand volleyball (laughs) they have a top 10 ranked equestrian
1: team they're in California
0: but they have lacrosse they're not on the beach though man they're inland inland congratulations Spencer
1: you know the foe
0: well neither is Moraga really and they have one come on know the foe this music is fantastic Uh, yeah that
2: was fun that was fun. Ben,
0: thank you for and we bringing learned, this back.
2: We learned a lot about Fresno State.
0: Thank you for bringing this back. Mainly yes. that John
2: Travolta is not from
0: Fresno. And that Cher is from Cher's
2: Fresno. Cher's from Fresno. Love
4: after love to love.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Coming up, Jim Fredette and Daniel Summer's have notable Thursday performances.
0: <laughs> I'm just still thinking about Cher. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Cougars in and out of the NBA G League. We'll update you in that on that as well on The Whip.
2: In for that.
1: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most.
0: Thanks to today's guests, Paul Leffler, the voice of the Fresno State Bulldogs, and Dennis Pitta, All-American tight end at BYU. If you missed any of the show, what should they do, Jerem?
2: can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it! What?
0: It's time for the Cougar Around Football.
2: The Brigham Young Cougars take on the much-improved Fresno State Bulldogs. Tomorrow night, coverage begins with countdown to kickoff at 9.30 Eastern time on WYU TV.
0: Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bronson Kafusi and the Ravens take on the Tennessee Titans. The Miami Dolphins and John Denny will play the Oakland Raiders. Don't forget about Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers as they match up with Ziggy Ansah. And the Detroit Lions. Volleyball. 10th-ranked BYU
2: beat Pacific in three sets last night. Copper finest, Ronnie Jones-Perry. 12 kills, 5 digs, career high, 9
0: blocks. BYU hosts St. Mary's tomorrow at 3 Eastern on BYU TV. Women's basketball. Beat Colorado Mesa, 86-68 last night in an exhibition game. Cassie Devajure. Led the to 16 points it. and 6 assists. Like you say it once. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's Devajure. <laughs>
2: Jimmer. <laughs> I think it's some cheap cologne commercial. Jim Fredette scored 33 points, had eight rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and he lost to the Guangdong South China Tigers. At least it wasn't a team that was the Lions, That's but true. close, the Long Lions. Yeah.
0: Cougars in the Association. L. J. Rose made the roster for the Salt Lake City Stars of the NBA G League. The season opener happens tonight against the Austin Spurs in Cedar Park, Texas.
2: However. Tyler Haas was cut by the Delaware 87ers. So good luck to Tyler in whatever is
0: next. Cougars overseas. Jennifer Hampson of the Sydney Flames scored 13 points, had 10 rebounds. Double double. 81 62 win over the UC Capitals.
2: Soccer. Ladies lost to San Francisco 2 1. Last game of the season tomorrow at Santa Clara for Eastern. Listen to the game on BYU Radio. BYU not expected to make the postseason.
0: Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished the opening round of the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, tied for seventh after shooting four under. Zach Blair was two over after day one. Round two underway. Blair currently four over for the tournament, two over for the day through seven holes. Summerhays tees off at 3.05 Eastern. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Rise and Shout.
2: Who gets the rising chance today?
0: Um, uh, how about Cozy
2: Burnett, man? Bringing it. Cozy Burnett gets it. Women's volleyball.
0: Uh, did we miss something? Yes. Countdown to the Delta Devils. Eight days away. Eight days, baby. One week from tomorrow. One yes. week from tomorrow.
2: SI came out with their uh, top, top teams in uh, college basketball. Mississippi Valley State, the worst one. Like, Number 351. Number 351.
0: The worst. Number 351. <laughs> BYU opens up with the Delta Devils. The worst team in college. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day answering this question. What is your case for or against BYU beating Fresno State tomorrow? At Shy Sox Hawks. Winning is contagious and builds confidence. BYU is going to ride that wave to a win. Let's hope. Conversation continues 24-7 on
2: Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Byron Rex. BYU Sports Station back at it on Monday, noon Eastern. And Do- and Byron Russell? Or was it Brian Russell?